excited about uh, this feminine episode. Yeah. This is our first time with two lady guests. Wow. Two lady podcasters. We're breaking some glass ceilings today, I think. <laughs> so we have we have a hope on the show. We do. Got Goth Biden, and then we've got we've got Jenny. I can't uncut Jens. Yes, that you pronounced it correctly. I'm so proud. AKA Gentrist Madness. Yes, <laughs> that's my alter ego. <laughs> and then Paige Snopes, and I'm Porto Matt. And let's get started on the show. We have so much to talk about, right? <laughs> we do we don't know what any of it is yet but there's a lot of it no i gave hope some topics oh because mm-hmm. hope needs topics so i gave yeah. i figured you didn't need them but um hope need i told you to research roadhouse because we need to talk about that yeah speaking of roadhouse it, it came out in 1989 i looked it up i read the wikipedia page you know what else happened in 1989 the fall uh, of the berlin wall no, tomorrow is the 32-year anniversary of Ted Bundy's execution. Who? Okay. Oh, Ted Bundy? They got him in 89? Uh, yeah, January 24th. Um, so, okay, that's enough about Ted Bundy. But, okay. Fun fact. That'll be our one serial killer reference for this episode. Okay. Okay. So, so are we going straight into Roadhouse, or should we talk we about We should go straight else? into Roadhouse. I gotta say, I just watched it. I'd never seen it before, and uh, this movie it totally blew my mind. Like it was, it was actually kind of spiritual for me. It's a spiritual movie, right? Because he's a spiritual character. He is, and like you know, it's not so much like his perfect physique or his, you know, uh, highly. It's a perfect polished... Swayze physique, though, right? It's a Patrick Swayze physique. Has Jenny seen Roadhouse? Because I haven't. I have never seen this movie and I was just shamefully like looking it up on my phone so I could be in the loop and know what we're talking about. I figured we could explain it to you. That, that's right. why I didn't do too much research. It, reading the plot summary, it didn't sound very good. I guess it's different. If... Well, the plot summary, first thing you got to know is the plot summary is accurate, right? So all the things that you're reading in that plot summary do actually happen. So, right. So you might you might read it and be like, "This sounds stupid," but imagine a, imagine people sincerely making it. You yeah, know what I'm saying, <laughs> like it's quite the happening to watch it on screen. Um, Roadhouse, Jenny, is a film about. Um, it's a film about a man. It is. A, it is about a man, right? So it's like you know, maybe not a hero exactly. It's like it's what's the name of that great writer who. Truman. wrote like the eight like the eight kind of eight kinds of stories this is a hero story joseph a hero's campbell. journey joseph campbell it's jo- it's pure joseph campbell this story he- hero with the thousand faces hero with a thousand faces yes mm-hmm. so it's joseph campbell and so like patrick swayze he's like a, a martial arts master who has a history with roadhouses roadhouses but you don't know that for, at listen, first for listeners that don't know, uh, they're basically bars in the Midwest and South uh, that are off the off the, like the strip mm-hmm. on highways, where things get wild. Things get wild in roadhouses, right? Typically, in the back of the roadhouse, they have some bungalows, just for the people who like to get there slow. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Is uh, that in a song or something? Yeah. It's the Doors song. Or... Really? Yeah, in the back of the Roadhouse. The Doors? Yeah. The Doors sang about Roadhouses? You never heard the Doors song about the Roadhouse? No. What, what song you is that? definitely heard it. He's like, well, I just keep your eyes on the road, your hands upon the wheel. Come to the oh. Roadhouse. Da, 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 da. I'm not going to sing it. Do you think they but... ever went to a Roadhouse, though? Oh, absolutely. I feel like it's the the Rolling Stones. They don't know anything about honky tonk women, mm. and honky tonks are very similar to roadhouses. Oh, um, John Denver had never been to to West Virginia, and he mentions that. in does, Johnny Cash in has never been in prison. Never, and John Denver is not from Colorado. I thought that a honky tonk was like a party. No, it's like a place. Well, it's oh. it's, it's like a bar. Like they well, I don't know the the formal definition. You're thinking of a thing in, in in uh, Nashville is like the the honky tonks where they have music like live music. But honky um, tonks are very similar to roadhouses. I think you can use them interchangeably. Right. Okay. We're getting detoured. So Patrick Stwayze is this very good looking An establishment in Missouri. Oh, where, Missouri. Missouri. Bouncer. Midwestern. So it's like Midwestern, but hitting on the South. You know. That's what that's the definition of Missouri, right? Is it's the most southern Midwestern state? I always thought growing up, Missouri was the South. Only recently did I learn it's not. Right, they have southern vibes. Well, yeah, we all know what that means, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, but like, uh, don't let the sun set on you. They got some southern. Ohio vibes. has it too, like Cincinnati and stuff. But like, uh, anyway, so he's a karate master. Uh, he does Tai Chi. We, we see that he, he does Tai Chi and looks really hot. It wasn't Tai Chi. No, he's doing he's doing karate. They're katas. <laughs> tai Chi would be much slower. OK, but yes, well, he's training. So he starts off. He's working in this club in like New York or something. And this guy comes and he's like, I got this place and it's a total shit show. You know, we got to sweep up eyeballs every night. <laughs> I need I need a cooler, which is like what you call the head bouncer, apparently, to come uh -huh. and like clean the place up. And uh -huh. what I love, one of the things I love about this movie is it's not a big argument. Like in every other movie, it's an argument. They're like, no way. You know, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> In this, in Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze is just like, okay, you're going to pay me money? Cool. Like, I'll be there. You just save yes, so much time. That is so good. That is so good because it's all killer, no filler, this movie, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't have some dumb scene where he thinks about it, right? And then like, yeah, I'll do it. Every movie has that when a person changes localities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like his boss gets mad at him. Mm -hmm. like, you, if you do this, you ain't coming back. Right. right. That's Beverly Hills Cop has that. Mm -hmm. you, well, if you go there, you're not coming back. Yeah. But he just goes straight there and, and he shows up in this place and um, it's a total shit show as expected. Like you can't enjoy a beer in this place without having like a large man thrown on top of your table. <laughs> you know, like you can't just it's chill pure there. It's pure anarchy. Yeah. It's pure anarchy in this establishment. Like he, he, he is needed. Fighting. Like constant crime and like stabbings mm -hmm. are occurring in this place, which is also really busy. 
Like it's like wait, <laughs> I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do people know they're getting into this? Like most people who attend, they're like, yeah, someone's gonna get beat up. Maybe it'll be me. Or believe, is it's like a shock? I mean, they have to. I believe there's to. a sense. I believe there's a sense that the crowd is increasingly getting sketchy because it's increasingly people who are willing to tolerate this behavior. Yeah. But what really brings the whole thing into focus, right, is that this town is heavily organized around the roadhouse and there's a supervillain who owns half the town, right? Um, and But he doesn't own the roadhouse, right? So it's like a real focus for him <laughs> to send his thugs in there all the time to cause trouble because he doesn't own it yet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, then Patrick Swayze, he buys a house, which is like next to the house of the bad guy, right? He buys across a ho- house lake, that's like yeah. a, across the lake from the guy who owns the whole town is, and is evil. And then uh, he, he gets stabbed and then he has to go to the hospital and then he meets like a super hot nurse, like, like the hottest nurse She's in the doctor, world. She's a doctor, dude. Oh, she a doctor? Wow. Fortuitous timing for you, Matt, after calling that hot doctor lady a hot nurse. Wow. Wow. Can you can you see how your brain did that? Where you're like, there's no way she could have been a doctor. Even they though they repeatedly thinking, call her doc. Is my right is eye fucked up? Do I have movie. a lazy eye now? <laughs> my right eye looks fucked up, right? But wait, you're right. Is it um <laughs> is it the mirror? It's bruised point? and it's cl- it's more close than the other one. One closer to the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little close. More close. Hold but on. it sounds like a you problem, though. Not... It's definitely a me problem. <laughs> like it's that my. It sounds eye. like a you problem. That, if I was at the the what's it called Roadhouse? I'm thinking of Texas Roadhouse. Oh my god! Um, and I said that you know what? Fight me. IRL. It doesn't look different. So I think I think it's like a I think it's a lighting issue. Yeah. Well, you know, fucking take an EpiPen and let's get on with the show. What I'm telling you guys, are we still talking about Roadhouse? Hell yeah. So he buys a house that's across the lake from the bad guy. And then he takes the doctor lady there and has sex with her and then does katas. And then it keeps escalating at the Roadhouse until it's like open warfare in the city uh with kung fu action and it all culminates with him like go into the guy's house and like i it all culminates at the big boss's house and like he kills him and uh has a well, don't has a fight it. has a fight with the he- lead henchman and the lead henchman says i used to fuck guys like you in prison yeah that's <laughs> right. how you know he's the bad guy <laughs> Which is one of the greatest. The other great line is uh, when he's when he's talking about being stabbed. He's like, "Pain don't hurt." Oh yeah, when she's showing him up. I think it when when he asks the guy if everyone in the in the town like pays the evil dude, and the guy's like, "Does a hobby horse have a wooden dick?" <laughs> but here's the question I have for you guys, all three of you. I think I know this question. If if the events depicted in Roadhouse... Sure, gun to my head, of course I would have sex with Patrick Swayze. Next. Well, of course he would. But, like, 
if all the events depicted in Roadhouse were both realistic and truly did happen, would the world be better or worse? I think this is a ridiculous question that the world as a whole would change for the better or worse. Based or, on the workings of some or, or like, town in Missouri? I feel like your your universe of this question is a little too large. Would the world be a better place? Do you really think this would not make ma- national news? In a bad way. Like, I mean, it could spark, like, some, some regulations of roadhouses. Sure. Right? So that would change the world. But also the the world would have to create the kindling for such a fire to occur, right? Like, the world would ha- have had to set up steps along the way where such a thing could occur in a Midwestern town, right? So would that world be better than ours or worse? Is it really that? I mean, there is organized crime. Like, that's a thing that has happened <laughs> but, but, in our world. But clearly the social structure of the Midwest is now based around bars, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like organized crime <laughs> fights all their battles there and like there's kung fu masters there who can settle all scores with their fists right so is that a better world i think there's arguments that it's a better world right it's better than like you know gunplay mm-hmm. right it's also a whimsical world right like it's kind of fun um it, it also depicts a world where people are more attractive mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just taking a step back from the events, it would make national news. You're you're crazy if it, you think it wouldn't affect society in some way. Are you holding a lighter? Yeah, I have to. So, <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. When I when I do the show, I have to have something in my hands, and oh, it's okay. best if it's not crunchy or. Yes, it is. <laughs> so something that can light an open flame. Something that makes noise. Oh it can't God. be something that makes noise. We have so many episodes where he's got like a rapper and he's just like, yeah. you don't notice it during the recording and then you're going through the editing and it's like. Yeah. So this is good. A lighter's good. It's smooth. Uh-huh. Okay. No, I get I get that. I, I play with my hands. So you guys, like... you're not interested in this question? You guys are kind of rejecting the premise. I, I have my own question, actually. So okay. I've, I don't think I've ever heard of this movie in my life. Is this a movie that has kind of that, like, it's so bad, it's good cult following? Or is this yes. just a movie that you really like and you really want to talk about? I thought it was no, good. No, it has, it has a cult following. Also, it's, a, it's one of those movies that Basic Cable loves. Like, they the show it all the time. That. It's a good um, movie, though. Like, I, I just watch it and it's very enjoyable. Right. It's fun. Yeah, it's not like a crap movie. Like, you know, for what it is, it's like really well done. Okay, so it, it's not like The Room or anything or... No, no, no. no. And that's, that's also what kind of makes the movie fascinating is they did such a really good job delivering this material. Like they didn't... You, you, can't, you can't see any moment in the film where they were like, oh, this is dumb. I'm reading the plot synopsis it sounds pretty dumb so yeah I, I you made it seem so bad it's good movie and then i was gonna ask a question to you guys which modern movies do you think like in 10 20 30 years are gonna have that like 
cult status where there's midnight showings of it and people are going to go out of their way to see it again and again, kind That's of a like a Rocky Horror or the, well, room. the Room. The Room wasn't that long ago. It's true. Exactly. Uh, but something maybe from like from now to five years ago, what do you uh, think could inspire that type of cats. I mean, cats. Uh, <laughs> cats has huge potential. Well, the right? thing with cats is that, like, I feel like we all kind of knew it was doomed to fail. And I didn't. I'm, I thought it could work out. I mean, it's okay. a great property. You know, Matt, I'm going to be totally honest with, honest with you. I also kind of thought it was going to work out too because the way my mind worked, I was like, you know, there's Tom Hooper, there's so many famous and pe- like prestigious people in this film. I was like, they wouldn't make it if it wasn't good. Like, I don't yes. think Idris Elba and Taylor Swift would, and Dame Judy Dench would put their name on something that is going to be like this massive, massive disaster. And then I saw it and ugh, not good. But do you like cats? Well, oh, no. Yeah, can I- can I tell a story? So Jenny and I actually have seen Cats on Broadway, the revival. We won the the lottery. So usually when you win uh, Broadway show lotteries, you get really good tickets for super cheap. Like if you win Book of Mormon, it's $30 for front row seats. So we win the Cats lottery and we're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be hilarious. We're going to see Cats. We're going to have these great seats. We show up to the theater. First of all, our seats were awful. And it was so bad. We wanted to leave even before intermission, but we thought that was too rude. So we we left the theater and never went back during intermission. We just wow. walked out. We could, it was that, and I physically cannot. Some people just love it, and I just I I I feel like there's two kinds of people in this world: people that get cats and enjoy it, and people that don't. And I walked, I walked into the theater with such high expectations, because like what Hope just said, like, you either really like cats or you really don't. And, you know, I I was an English major in college. I know that it's like based off the works of T.S. Eliot. And I also love that like weird Casio sounding 80s pop music. So I was like, okay, if anyone is going to like this, it will be me. And within like the first five minutes, it just did not bring me in at all we were also very intoxicated for that story as well but my my i knew that it had that dichotomy right uh, that people hate it and also love it right because i remember when it was the most successful because for a while it was the yeah. most successful play ever yeah, it was and like up, running right you know was- growing like norm mcdonald had a great joke about it like how, how we said like I, I went and saw that that play cats I, I didn't realize that I'd go there and it'd just be a bunch of cats, right? Like, I thought it'd be some, like, metaphor or, like, like, but no, it's just a bunch of people dressed up like cats, right? And that's crazy. And some people, like, go for it and fall in love with it. And so that's what I thought the movie would be like. I thought it would make, like, $500 million, but, like, most people would hate it. Roadhouse, the Broadway show. They, that might have happened. Has it happened? Because I, I think that know. might happen. Like, it, it's, it could easily happen. It's the kind of property that someone would do that for. I think I'd like that better than cats. But then, like, people started, like, freaking out about um, how the cats looked in the movie. And I was like, what did you expect them to look like? You know? Did you want it to look cheesier? Like, did you want them to be wearing costumes? 
Right. Um, so I think that if they really leaned into, I have two theories on how cats could have worked. I think that if they really leaned into the cheesiness and you like genuinely see Taylor Swift like decked out in that theater makeup, it's obviously they're not going to look like cats, but there's still like a very strong visual visual aesthetic and you're either going to lean into it and get it or you won't but at least there would be like some consistency i do i do think the movie looks kind of dreary yes it looks very dreary and i don't know a lot of people talked about like how the sets and how the scale were totally off but whatever that didn't really bother me but the movie has this really like gross and offsetting purple color scheme to a lot of scenes that I don't know for an audience member just watching it it's so nauseating but I also feel like it could have worked if they made it animated and had it all be like anthropomorphized cartoon that's characters. what Spielberg wanted to do that's what yes. Spielberg wanted and to do and then you yeah. market it to babies and ba-bam you have like your next minions but no I, the world wasn't ready I guess I like I like how the song Memories, which is the only song anyone remembers, was just like a rejected song from a different musical. Interesting. It's not that interesting, apparently, because I was expecting more of a reaction like, oh, that's. Oh, <laughs> wow. You mean they reused a song? Hope, Hope, what was the other thing I asked you to research? Oh, well, I actually did research it, but since you told me more information has come out. He wants to talk about did Jane Krakowski actually date the My Pillow guy, which is oh, also funny yes. because I've seen Jane Krakowski on Broadway as well. Now I'm Wait, stop so My Pillow guy, the one who always has like that giant cross on. Yeah, the guy who who like was heavily involved in Trump trying to steal the election. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Tried to so smother our democracy. There's been like more. They've both spoken out about it. The my pillow guy is like threatening to file a lawsuit. They both said they've never met, but like some that I did not see like, coming. I did not expect him to be the one who sued. I think it's a, a Kanye West Jeffrey Star situation where it's like ridiculous enough where you like really hope it's true because it's kind of funny, but like there's there's no way. So the da- I think the Daily Mail had sources. I don't think they made it up. I think they have friends of Krakowski who told them this. I don't think it's true. I don't believe it. I mean, there's so many angles to discuss. Is it true? Do you guys think it's true? I don't think it's true, but isn't the Daily Mail the same publication that is posting a lot of like the Army Hammer stuff as well? Or is that page six? Uh, I mean, they're the same kind of publication. There's the same level of credibility. Yeah, Daily Mail sucks. I mean, the Daily Mail is a tabloid and they're full of shit and they're ultra right wing, right? So, like, you know, but I do think that they, <laughs> first of all, if they were going to make something up, why would they make up this? Like, it's so random and like pointless and like she's not really a huge star anymore. Like, why? Why would you make it that up? That makes it Someone- credible. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, if they were like, you know, he had an affair with Beyonce, people would be like, fuck off, right? Do you think they like Googled like, <laughs> you know, like celebrities who are single? They focus right? group. And then like, <laughs> they had a focus group. <laughs> and this was the um, one that you know, they, what people I would do, believe. What I do wonder, though, is um, a lot of like Jane Krakowski characters are like kind of like these silly, like, 
money and status obsessed women and she really does work a lot with her friends and she works a lot with like Tina Fey and like that crowd and they're all known to like use I don't know like they're all known to draw inspiration from real life so I wonder how much of that is like I don't know maybe Jane Krakowski is like that in real life do do you want to hear the statement her spokesperson gave yes definitely Jane has never met Mr. Lindell. She is not and has never been in any relationship with him, romantic or otherwise. She is, however, in full-fledged fantasy relationships with Brad Pitt. I don't know how to pronounce this. It's like R-E-G-E-J-E-A-N, Page, like something Sean Page. I don't know. And Kermit the Frog. (laughs) And welcomes any and all coverage on those. This is how- It did take her- it took her a day to deny that this and and then she she admitted that she loves kermit the frog and is in who a, doesn't and- i have a i have a kermit the frog sweater I'll, I'll wear that next time i'm on here but when did the story break because i feel like i'm always the first last to know week. about these things last, last week? week oh my god right? I'm or this week early in the week monday it's it's like very recent like it's all still like so weird. first of all i i don't believe it i don't think it's true i think I think some of her friends decided to sell this story to the Daily Mail. And I don't know if they did that because it's funny or they did that because like they're increasingly not becoming her friends anymore, you know? But like I think it's interesting that he's suing them, right? Because the grounds for your lawsuit are really so you were you were romancing uh, an actress? Like, how is that libel? Yet, where's the malice in saying that he was dating Jane Krakowski? It doesn't even say they had sex. It just says that he, like, bought her, like, flowers and, like, chocolates and stuff. And, like, gifts. Like, a lot of gifts for her. So it was sounds romancing like, her. It sounds like he was simping. And maybe he maybe he is, like, embarrassed about that. Maybe he's happy. Why? Is he married? No. Okay. Both are single. So I don't think, I think like there's no way that the lawsuit goes anywhere because they can't prove any defamation. It doesn't hurt his character or his reputation to have dated Jane Krakowski. No, it could be the shot in the arm he needs. Yes, it helps his reputation. It means like, oh, so he's not a complete psychopath. This beautiful woman's willing to tolerate being around him. So, oh, but what does that say about if it's true? What does this say about Jane Krakowski? Now that's that's some definition. It hurts her reputation, right? Because he's a fascist, right? So, but she's the one who's chill about it. That can't be the legal like, standard, though. <laughs> I feel like if me and Hope were famous, we would just like sell stories to tabloids about us dating like the most ridiculous people. Oh, it would be hilarious. Oh. <laughs> I, I right. So is she other, in on it? Maybe. Is she in on it as a bit? It could be. Right? I know. I know a lot of people thought that the Army Hammer stuff was fake too, but I, I don't necessarily think that's fake. I, I don't know, but I don't I'll, know. I'll be I honest think... with you guys. I, every time like an Army Hammer thing came out, every like revelation, I was just like, oh, he's gonna get even more pussy, right? Like every revelation that occurred made him more attractive to the women he's interested in, right? I just think that if you're a 34-year-old man who has a finsta, um, you're doing something right and wrong, like, at the same time. (laughs) Can I... So, I didn't keep up with this Army Hammer story, but everyone was talking about it. 
and I was under the impression Army Hammer was Hammer Hammer was just some random guy on Twitter who like <laughs> like went viral, and then like two <laughs> weeks later, I like googled it because my sister said something with Army Hammer. I'm like, is she that online, or like, is he real? And then I learned like I know who he is. But it, it was very funny. I literally yeah. thought you were talking about baking soda when you brought this up. That's not even a joke. Uh, I just I have no idea who the fuck we're talking about. I think about. that's why they gave him the name. Who who is he? He's like very famous actor, very handsome, who is uh the scion of a very large family fortune as well. So already the pussy he was getting uh the pussy that was available to or something, right? He's not that tall. <laughs> I think he's, he was. he's a He's, He's six a good-looking guy. 6'5", five. Five. okay. And so, but he he got divorced like six months ago. Um, and a really funny thing that happened, do you guys remember this? He got divorced, and then like he posted like a statement, right? And then like three months later, the oldest son from the sitcom Home Improvement, uh, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the older one, he got divorced, and then he announced his divorce with the same, the same message that Army Hammer had posted. Well, wasn't when <laughs> when Army Hammer announced his divorce? I remember, I don't know if like it was a part of his statement, but there was like a story that leaked where he was like, "Oh, he and his wife are divorcing because they don't see eye to eye on Black Lives Matter." And no, the, is like, that the, true? No, the narrative that was being run was that Army is this like super progressive super liberal hashtag woke daddy god and i guess his wife was like this like dumbass evil bigot and as like more stories like this have been like coming out people were like oh okay maybe maybe army hammer isn't hashtag woke liberal daddy king like we thought he was maybe he is though oh he was in call me by your name Yes, I I was gonna say We've before he's one the, of the one in Call Me by Your Name who isn't Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. He was in I'm um, Sorry to Bother You and The Lone Ranger. What I'm saying is that <laughs> Army Hammer. So he got divorced like six months ago, and then there was the thing with the home improvement guy, and and then um, this story comes out, and I'm sure he's not the greatest boyfriend to all these women. And it seems like he strung a lot of them along, right? And he clearly has like cannibalism fetishes. However, I think on how do we know that? Because he talks about like eating their ribs and like sucking their blood and stuff. So he's really into cannibalism fetish, right? What I'm saying is that on balance, the this story will make him more attractive to the women he's interested in. They know he's like kinky as fuck, like guaranteed, like totally wild. They know he's single, like the whole world knows he's single now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they know that uh, he's also kind of easy, like you can, <laughs> like, like he's attainable now. Um, so I think he's gonna do great. I think this has been a great series of events for him. I think he like had to drop out of one movie. He was doing, you know, some fucking wacky movie that doesn't fit with this persona <laughs> so what was the controversy with him like what happened what did when... so basically this is the controversy yeah so basically like that? a like 
I guess Instagram DMs leaked where he was like, oh, I'm 100% cannibal, baby. I want to eat your brains and like hold your heart in my hand. But now, no, like now other stuff, like people are saying there's like more serious allegations about him. But a lot of it is just like the things people, it's just things people are posting on Instagram. So I think a lot of people want to believe like the people who are coming forward, but it really hasn't been like picked up yet. So I think everyone is just kind of like on their toes, kind of waiting to see what happens next, if that makes any sense. He did have one where he was like, he had anal sex with somebody. And then he was like, what's that? And I, I have an open DM to Army Hammer. What should I say? Let's, let's do an experiment. Oh, we got to think of something clever. I, say that you say that you taste great. Say I'm basting. <laughs> say myself. that you taste delicious. <laughs> no, he gets tons of those. Say, you got to stand out. Say that yeah. you say that you taste like smoky mesquite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbing myself down. Say that you're say that you're marinating. You're marinating for him. Hope, ask him what he thinks about air fryers. Air fryers? Air fryers are so like, hot right now. No, for humans. He could, like, air fry someone. You telling me an air fried this? Okay, wait. Two <laughs> options. One, what, what are your thoughts on air fryers? I feel like that's an intriguing open. I don't get it, man. Or, I don't know. Why are why are we using them right now? How, They're great. Have you what ever you seen the about? movie Roadhouse? Which one should I go with? Oh, ask him if he's seen Roadhouse. Okay. Ask him if he wants to star oh, in the Roadhouse Broadway too. I pressed send too soon, so I just wrote, have you ever seen the movie? <laughs> 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 oh, you blew it! He's never going to respond now. <laughs> that might be the best. I don't know. <laughs> that might be just just leave a humor. cliffhanger, okay? Maybe he'll be intrigued. Know, what movie? Um, should I? I don't even follow him. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, yes. That's always interesting when, like, a super famous person has open DMs, right? That tells you a lot about the person, <laughs> right? Well, How, like... That shows you their horny level. When an ultra famous person has open DMs, like Joss Whedon. Uh, no, ever. Well, um, DMs on Instagram, I don't think you can close your DMs. Like, I, oh, really? DM... Like I'm, I I I don't know why the first person who came to my head was Ariana. Oh. Okay, but oh, couldn't create thread. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, yeah, I could. Should I DM Ariana Grande? Have you ever seen the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Ask her about air fryers. They should make a movie about air fryers. I feel like that's the next like kid. You know who should use an air fryer. They're great, you know. Selena Gomez. I got the ninja. <laughs> Selena Gomez. Oh, she oh, should. Oh yeah. Right. I bet they will eventually if there's enough seasons. Because they're idiot proof. For everyone on here, for all the listeners, I started watching Selena Plus Chef after midnight last night. I'm already. Oh, wait, it's called Selena Plus Chef. I thought it was Selena and Chef. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Oh no, it's okay. You still have time to redeem yourself. It's a great show. I recommend it. Um, I think it's it's. I literally right after this, I'm gonna watch the rest of it. Like I'm Selena, so- season two just dropped uh, this week. 
I know. I I have two episodes. They're dropping three episodes at a time, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's good because it's. I think one episode at a time is a little frustrating because mm-hmm. you really have to go. But three, it's like enough to be. And the episodes are short, so it'll take like a little over an hour to watch all three. And then you. Can I like- can't. I can't wait for you to see season two. Uh, because season two, like, you're like, is this, is it going to get stale? And it's not, it like gets, it gets funnier. Right. Oh, it's so funny. She like almost burned her kitchen down. It's- Does she get better? So is I don't, she- s- spoilers. Okay. Yeah. No spoilers, except there's one thing they, they try and teach you things like all oh, the chefs, they'll teach you about certain like food items or techniques. What's what's now I can't remember. It's the, everything in its place. It's like a French Thing. mise en place they say that every freaking episode and she's like what's that and i can't <laughs> and tell I, if it's a bit or she's being serious and then i told my oh yeah she she has a hard time remembering it and like french remember the french episode where she had they have to have a translator for his accent it was the first episode yeah he's like the french every, guy's a- everything he said he was like selena do this <laughs> selena it was it was good it's a good show. It's it's a good cooking show. Like you don't did need you, to. Did you notice when she like um, uh, remembered how to use the switch on her oven, and then she looks at the camera, so so we recognize that she's learned something. Yes, it's that's great. a classic moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, check it out, John. Will you watch Selena Plus Chef? No, you way. should. Please. He's not gonna watch it. I don't watch any reality TV. It's, is it reality it's a, per it's se? Like, it's a cooking show. In all honesty, it's a cooking show. It's not. Yeah. She cooks. They teach you how to cook. Really you can learn stuff, John. But wait, you guys, you guys never answered my question before. Oh yeah. Which movies from like the last five years do you think going forward are going to get that cult status? Uh, the answer I'm throwing into the ring is uh darren aronofsky's mother i think it's very fun to watch it with a group of people it sounds great and it's a little spooky and head scratching so i think that is is that the one where it's all about global warming but it's a yes. metaphor the one where it's like it's about global warming but also it's about the bible but also writer's block but also fame and where they break the sink that's like the best part of the movie is it good I haven't um, watched it. I know about it. Oh. It's I'm not going to tell you it's good, but I'm going to tell you that I enjoy it. And then it's funny cuz I don't know if this is a good answer, but this is the first answer that popped into my head and it's very ironic. I think a movie like Sorry to Bother You or something where it's just so weird and like 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 that's going to be a movie where it's going to have a weird cult following. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially like I don't know, as, like, things get, I don't know, as, like, more and more people start, like, wanting to eat the rich. I think that's something that's Dirty going Grandpa. to Dirty Grandpa. I wish that Dirty Grandpa had a cult status because I like it so much. Uh, Zac Efron and Robert De Niro in, like, a uh, road trip comedy. I, I really want a sequel to that one. I think the Fifty Shades movies are going to have that kind of vibe. Oh, those are so bad. I've only seen the first one. It's so bad. Oh, what about that movie that was on Netflix where like uh Oh, Will the Smith Italian a... one? Oh, oh no, no. Right. No. <laughs> Wait, where... what? The what 
the Italian one. What movie are you talking about? There was some movie, and it was like I never saw it. It was like Italian Fifty Shades of Grey, and everyone was talking about it. It was. It was oh, right, right, right. That I sounds know. good. I know what movie you're talking about, but you said it after Matt said Will Smith. So I was like, wait, what movie was Will I was, Smith I was, gonna, I, I was suggesting the Will Smith movie where he's a cop. And right. Then bright. Yeah, bright. I think Bright. Oh, may, like, like, when I think people still don't really fully accept how crazy that movie is, right? Yeah, that movie is bonkers. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what, what movie is this? It's bright. this movie where, where Will Smith is a Bright. Oh, oh, Bright the Orcop. We we watched it at Pam's house, Jenny. Do you remember that? We we didn't pay attention. But because Jenny was like, we need to watch this movie when it comes out. Because it's Will Smith and this orc cop. And I was like, what? And she's like, yes, an orc cop. So we put it on and then we like never paid attention. And the name of the movie I was thinking of is called 365 Days. Is the orc cop like uh, one day from retirement? <laughs> no, but he's like so. Like orcs are like black people in this society, right? Mm -hmm. So like, imagine like the struggles that a black cop goes through. That's what the orc cop is going through because like so many criminals are orcs, mm -hmm. and like so many disadvantaged people are orcs. And uh, are black people also disadvantaged? No, black people are just normal. <laughs> They're like Wait. they're the upper class. Like they're okay. black people and white people are on the same level in this society. Okay. But orcs are like the black people, mm -hmm. especially in L.A. There's also one part where you see a centaur cop. <laughs> nice. And it's like not explained like what their role in society is. <laughs> like where are centaurs? It's like Zootopia. Have you ever seen Zootopia, Matt? No, I've heard that it says a lot about society though. It's a good movie. I'm assuming John hasn't seen it. Zootopia. I've, I've heard, I've heard you're not a big movie person. Uh, I mean, like Matt is has watched like everything. He's like the amount of uh, popular culture he's ingested is insane. I'm a big TV guy, so like, I've seen most TV shows. You Although know it's getting movie... hard these days because there's too many TV shows now. Yeah, that's why I don't watch any TV shows. I watch. What We Do in the Shadows and RuPaul's Drag Race, and that is it. But you know what movie says a lot about society? Joker. <laughs> <laughs> is that good? Joker. Has anyone watched it? The new one? Yeah. I've seen one scene from it, and that's all I can watch. Oh, I saw it's... the movie twice in theaters. It was a really weird experience because the first time I saw it, I'm going to be totally honest with you, I was a little on edge because I was like, you know, there's like a lot of like controversy and like buzz about this movie, like going on and inspiring like a lot of like violence. And oh, I... yeah, there's that weird like media panic about it, right? Yeah, there was there was like, like that this is going to cause mass shooters panic. or something. Yeah. And like before I saw the movie, I was like in the theater and like it was like a very full theater. I was like, oh, my God, like I'm scared. I don't want to get shot. But I mean, not the point, but the movie is so vacant and so empty that like it's not going to inspire anyone to do anything. But I, was I just really know about tense. the scene, the scene where he goes on the show and like sits on the couch and then explains the whole thesis <laughs> of the film. Right. He just says what the movie's about. <laughs> 
right? Yeah. <laughs> like he, he goes as far as saying, I became a joker <laughs> because I'm upset about the way society is. You need to do things for me. And you also need to join the DSA. Like yeah. it's like that level of so, just wait, yeah. I'm John. I've I've never seen that. Is this like like Batman Joker or is this a different Joker? <laughs> no, it's, it's like, Batman Joker, but okay. it's like dark and gritty. And the first time I saw the movie, I was like so tense and so scared. But then the second time I saw it, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I was cracking up the whole time. And in the scene that Matt just mentioned, there's a part where he's like. The Joker's like, they expect us to be good little boys and just take all the crap they throw at us. They don't expect us to go werewolf. And the fact that he uses <laughs> werewolf as like a noun, or not a noun, but he uses werewolf as a verb. I Verb, yeah, go full werewolf. I, I saw it with Pam, like she and I, we looked at each other and we burst out laughing. Like we could not contain ourselves. Oh my God. And like people took this movie seriously. And like people thought like this is a huge cultural moment. And like, it's so important for Bernie's campaign, right? Like people like really linked it to politics and uh i just thought that it reminded it reminded me have you guys watched strangers with candy i and thought a while ago that's the one with um what's her woman what's the name amy sedaris yes amy sedaris oh my god and there's one episode where they do like a like a production of raisin in the sun um <laughs> but like but the concept is that the writers of the show had never uh seen raisin in the sun or read it so it's just a bunch of like black people and every scenario that is in the <laughs> every scenario that occurs they're just like I just feel like a raisin in the sun. <laughs> like every scene is an analogy where they talk about the title. <laughs> that's how I feel about the writing in Joker. Is this just like the most literal <laughs> Yeah. Like you can tell that Todd Phillips he had maybe he had maybe three ideas and he didn't know how to a put those ideas in like a linear story and then b expand on anything so you just get like five different scenes of like the joker awkwardly dancing with orchestral music in the background also the other thing about him is that joaquin phoenix like i don't think he's a bad actor but he is cringe right like so if you don't give him the right material he's going to not have any taste about it and so like uh, there's that vibe to it too where like he, <laughs> he's just fully committed to telling you the thesis of the film right i feel like joaquin phoenix i feel like he was trying well the script isn't very good in the first place and i feel like you can really see him trying to keep it together throughout the whole movie like even when like the narrative isn't making sense like he's trying to really bring it back to the character like in the scene where he like goes crazy, well, he's crazy the whole movie. But <laughs> but in the scene where he like shoots Robert De Niro, like you can tell like Joaquin's kind of speaking with like a childish childish inflection, and he's trying to still be like the same character who couldn't even get through a comedy routine because he couldn't stop. The, the other laughing. thing about this movie, the other thing about this movie is just watch Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy. Yeah, it's just a seriously. mashup of these two better movies, right? And it's not interesting. Just, just, just like re-release those two movies right. back to back, right? And I'll, I'll pay like one ticket. And I'll just watch both of them, and it right. says the exact same thing. It says the same things about society as well. 
right? Like Taxi Driver has the exact same points about disillusionment and like, um, so like there's no reason for the movie to exist, yet it made $1 billion. Like Joker? it was a fabulously, yeah, it's like the most successful R-rated film of all time. What movie? I forgot. It is. It's Joker? a huge what, what, hit. What, Joker? It was a massive, Joker. massive hit. Okay, yes. you're so, I just wanted to make, I didn't know what movie you guys were talking Joker about. Joker made a billion way. dollars. No way. It's the, it's the most successful R-rated film of all time. Wow. wow. And, the, and then people were like, hey, R-rated movies are back. And I'm like, well, you know, you have to, it has to be awful. Like the only, <laughs> the only way to make that much money as an R-rated film is like have like a comic book character um, and like this pathetically simple message, right? And that's another thing people were saying with the movie. They were like, oh, like in order to make a movie with that, bleh, sorry. They were kind of saying like in order to make a movie like Taxi Driver, like King of Comedy, you need to link it to an IP. And people were using that um as a way to basically say that like the film industry is like dead and destroyed and like has completely been taken over by like the I, big I, budget movies. I think that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. yeah I the Joker I, the Joker made one point one billion dollars. See, I agree. Like I think it's true, but it's frustrating because the only reason they keep making it is because people eat it up. And like why are people so attached to certain IPs? Like 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 people will just if they like one thing they get so into it where it's they mm -hmm. it, it's frustrating it's i don't like know i think food, it's dumb but right? yeah. they're like that's I how have i am with my with favorite this, podcast so. centrist badness hell yeah <laughs> yeah we're just riding brand loyalty at this point that's I, just am. I, would, I would wear a centrist madness shirt oh my gosh oh we gotta do merch dude we do that's happening i i can design something Oh my gosh. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I want a centrist madness face mask. We should have we should probably have a separate page. Not not the Patreon, but we should have a separate merch page like Teespring or something. Do you guys want to know what the best place is? Yeah. Best merch place. Do I wanna know? Do you know? Do I know? I don't know. No. Yeah, what um, help. But I feel like Redbubble is pretty good. Red bubble. red bubble. I don't know if I trust them. <laughs> I think I've 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 heard bad things about Redbubble. The thing about buying stuff like that, right, is you have it made, right, and it's always like the worst fabric. It's always the most uncomfortable T-shirt. It's like a burlap sack. These T-shirts. I've never had an experience where I had a T-shirt custom made and it didn't feel like shit. And that's my main concern. We'll find a good the one. cotton. We'll get a good. Mm. Mm. You know, my girlfriend uh, really likes this company, uh, MeUndies, which oh. they make like yeah. this incredible fabric. It's like spun out of bamboo or some shit, but it's like so silky smooth and they do socks. And bamboo everything. feels good. Bamboo Centrist fabrics. Madness underwear would centrist madness just on the butt. No, yeah. wait, on one cheek is Matt and then on the other cheek is John. Oh, that'd be good too, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, they uh, they came out like <laughs> you can put Sam on the hole. <laughs> no, he, he, he didn't make <laughs> Sam's face. <laughs> I almost bit hole. my salter out. How dare you? <laughs> I almost, I you should bit like bit yourself. <laughs> no, I almost like a spit take. 
It was John Fay. So MeUndies, they had they came out with this partnership, which they'd been working on for like years, which was like the Harry Potter socks. <laughs> and it was like they released them like right when she blew up for being a turf or whatever. And they were like, We're sorry, but we've been working on it for years. And <laughs> That's so funny. I thought you were going to say Star Wars because they also have um, Star Wars collaboration too, I believe. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. It's, I always so could we get for them. So we could get some Neandies? I, th I think we should start working on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's get it together, man. Uh, uh, there's so many things, so many alt center memes. And, uh, we do. We need, how, how's it going on the volcano patches? When are those coming out? We can do that whenever, dude. Like we have, we have the copyright. They gave it to us, so we can just put it on patches or like. Uh, I thought Sinon was getting some made or something. Oh, really? He's doing it himself. Well, he was talking about getting them produced, and I was like, you know, just sell I us a few hundred. I think that would be cool for... to do for charity, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you sound like Selena Gomez. She gives ten thousand dollars to a charity every episode on Selena Plus Chef. I'm working on a Selena impression. Wait. Can we hear it? So, He's working so the on it. First thing it. you have to do, she's got she's got way too much Botox on her top lip, so that's an element of how she talks, right? So you gotta do that first. And, it's, and she's also like, hey, "Tell me about what your charity is today." Is that good? Yeah, and you can you can see her eyes like reading like the teleprompter. <laughs> it's, it's actually really funny. So I'm so excited about your charity you're gonna tell us about today. That does not sound like Selena Gomez at all. Yeah, that sounds like a, I know someone in their sounds, 80s. I know maybe. what her voice sounds like, though. Oh, well, it's not, this is a new era of Selena. Like, there's Selena Gomez, whatever. This is Selena plus chef. All right. All different. All right. This is Selena post-rehab. <laughs> well, I think I think Selena plus rehab. That's Selena a joke. Don't sue us for libel. She's clean. I know, She's clean and sober. I, I know, and that's why I'm very proud of her. Did you go to rehab? There, I don't think so. No, oh, I there was. I know we're all Selena Gomez fans here, so it's not rude if we speculate. But Justin know, like, did a few years ago. People were saying like, um, like she ha was like struggling with issues and stuff. Well, she has lupus. Yeah, yeah. Like, she has serious health problems. Yeah. She had to get a new kidney. And she's she's bipolar. I didn't know that until she's I was bipolar as well. She's also a big fan of Hooters. Did you guys know that? Oh, she would go with her dad all the time in the the peel and eat shrimp. Ooh. You see all you saw the peel and eat shrimp episode? I, I'm up to, I'm up to episode nine. I'm almost done with season one. Are you sure you're not watching season two? No, I because there's ten episodes in season one. I just watched the the fried chicken and the the biscuit. Okay, she brings up the shrimp in season two as well. Oh, and then like she's like opening up the shrimp, and then someone's saying like like. And she's like, uh, and she's like, I know, I know this from Hooters. And then the chef is really taken <laughs> aback, like, oh, like, okay, <laughs> doesn't know how to respond. But she's a Hooters fan, and apparently her dad would take her to Hooters when she was young and pick up waitresses because her parents were divorced. Yeah, and, and all the waitresses thought she was like the cutest little thing because she was probably like an eight year old girl going to Hooters, like with her and dad. So that's how, that's how he and he and he'd use it to get laid. I've but, only no. Oh, sorry. You go, Matt. 
but she grew up to be an adult and it's like a Hooters fan, which is so interesting psychologically, right? That she associates it still positively, right? She still has a positive feeling about that experience. Yeah, I mean, I've never been. I've heard the food is good. People... <laughs> The only time I've ever been to Hooters, it was like when I was in high school still, and it's before fried pickles really blew up and were available at more or less every restaurant. So like you had to go to Hooters to get a fried pickle and I was so excited and it was so delicious. It was so much fun. My boyfriend at the time told his mom that we were going to Friendly's because he didn't want to tell his mom that we were going to Hooters, but that was the truth. Mm. Oh my god. My girlfriend loves it. Loves Hooters. Uh, one problem we have though is uh uh lots of places don't have Hooters locations. You that know? is a big problem we have. Do they have um, Twin Peaks instead? Um even that isn't as widespread. So it, like some cities just aren't restaurant cities, right? So, so like Tampa Tampa has like 11 Hooters, right? Because it's like a restaurant city, right? And I, you know, I grew up in South Texas and there there were lots of Hooters around. Uh, but yeah, some cities, yeah. you have to like drive out to the suburbs somewhere. Can, can you find a Hooters in Ithaca? I don't know. Maybe not. Hooters in Ithaca? Probably. But I bet there's a ton in Buffalo because they have so many Buffalo wings. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, pro- you could always just go to Buffalo. Yeah. It's, this is remember what was it? It was on Christmas when they had the the bombing in Nashville. Uh-huh. When they would show the photo of the street, there was a Hooters right there, which I thought was very funny, like in a, in a not funny way. But it was just here's where it happened, and it was Hooters. So I know there's well, it's disturb- if you're a fan of Hooters, it's very disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> a little too close I, I, wonder, I wonder if they lost business after that, especially in like the state of Tennessee. I wonder if people were scared. They, I wonder if there's like a theory that I know. I think they like solved it and stuff. But what if there's a theory it was targeted at Hooters? You can buy a Hooters map. It was a radical a feminist what? to hang on the wall that has all the locations. Um, there's lots of states Put that a have pin zero in everyone. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, you know, I don't know if you guys saw it, but somebody made like a map of like all this like they made like a map of like all these like q locations oh and it's just population density yes but you could do that but with hooters and then you could sell but there's lots of states that have zero hooters well then those states aren't on the map what do you want me to say (laughs) so nebraska no hooters no hooters in in the dakotas no hooters in the dakotas no hooters in wyoming I'm calling it. No Wyoming. Hooters in the Pacific Northwest. So there's no Hooters in Washington, <laughs> none in Oregon. Uh, there's only one in Nevada. So just one in Las Vegas. Um, there's many, many, many in Florida. There's a ton in Atlanta. Like Atlanta seems to have like 40. What about um, Alaska? They got one in Anchorage. Oh, oh, no. What about and there's none, there's none in Hawaii. Like which would be a fucking awesome place. No. It'd be an awesome place to go to Hooters, Hawaii, right? Just come on in with your flip-flops, right? No. Like lays like Hooters has uh, beach vibes. But like uh, Keep Hawaii pure yeah. and unadulterated by Hooters. That's what I say. But I did not realize this that there's so many places where there's just no Hooters. And <laughs> I don't think these places have Twin Peaks. 
I think it's just not part of the experience there. They're too conservative. <laughs> is, right? is Twin Peaks a restaurant? I thought it was a TV show. I don't it's know. It's a TV show as well. But there's also there's also a restaurant, and it it was not started related. by one of it was started by one of the founders of Hooters. Mm-hmm. Hooters actually. Oh, what? I was going to say Hooters actually had their own airline for a brief period of time. No fucking they had their way. Own, they yeah. also have their own casino in uh, Las Vegas. And I've heard it's a very nice casino to stay at, actually, and they have great deals. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, they have an. Oh, you finished. No, 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 no. Hope airline. So I think my mom won like lunch with a DJ. I think that's how she she found this out. And they weren't out of Hooters; they were somewhere else. But he was telling a story, or so, I don't know. I think it was this, but someone was telling a story that they had to book airfare for a family vacation. And the wife said, you book the tickets, I'm booking everything else, get whatever the cheapest thing is. And it was like the couple and their like five-year-old son. And and the cheapest airfare was the Hooters airline. And um, wow. so, yeah. Last I, time I'm he picked the airline. Hooters only lasted three years. Hooters airlines. Hooters airlines. And like, I don't know why they did it, what they were thinking of. Um well, there's always been like, you know, a sort of like they used to would only pick hot stewardesses, right? So Or like business trips? I don't know. I feel like that There was another airline that did that where they made it their thing to only hire hot uh flight attendants. No, but that was the norm, like to be a flight attendant you had to be hot like back in the back 60s. In the day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So fl- like you know, it's kind of started off as like a brusterline business and then my issue with societal my standards issue with Hooters is moved on they've mm-hmm. always been they've always had that old-fashionedness to them and that's what's really hurting the business right now is that like you go there and you feels like a time warp to the 70s and i think they need to either move on from that or lean into it you need to work for hooters you need to be like in charge of their brand well i love i love I love restaurants. I think like I think they're really cool. I, I wish there were more of them. Um, I love strip clubs too. Strip clubs are even better, but you can't go to a strip club every day. Like you can go to Hooters every day and not lose your mind, right? Like you can pull it off. <laughs> my dad did it. My dad did it in college because he went to college somewhere where it was like the only good restaurant. I mean, also it was a restaurant, right? The only where where is he? Where the only good restaurant? I don't want to. I don't want to okay. dox him. But he lived in a place where it was the only good restaurant, and it was like a college town, right? So I'm sure it was fucking lit, right? I'm sure it was awesome, like a Hooters in a college town in the '70s, right? I'm sure it was awesome, but like uh, they have that that retro thing, but they're not leaning into it. So you go there, and it's kind of weird. It's like there's a military vibe, like they really love the military there. So it's kind of conservative. But like, should it be conservative? Like, is that really the vibe you want with a bunch of half naked women around? I don't know. But Twin Peaks was a new restaurant like 20 years ago that has like a mountain theme, like a Nordic or like a Mm. like so that the women, they don't wear kilts, but they wear like, you know, flannel type things like a flannel. Is it the one called the, the Tilted Kilt? Tilted Kilt is, yes, it has more of a UK type thing. But uh, the founder of Twin Peaks was one of the founders of Hooters, and he left in a big huff. 
And then he opened up the corporate headquarters across the street from Hooters corporate headquarters. Wait, and then there was a, Where's the corporate headquarters? Uh, I feel like it's it's in Texas somewhere, I think, like Arlington. Hmm. And so like he moved in like across the street. And then there was a big lawsuit because they accused him of stealing corporate secrets, right? Like secrets that Hooters knew about the restaurant market. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the secrets of hiring women with giant breasts to be waitresses. But I do think secret. it's like, it does make sense that, I don't know, Hooters also is is a pantyhose thing. So like they have lots of pantyhose fetishists who get addicted to Hooters because all the waitresses wear pantyhose. And pantyhose is an old fashioned thing too now, right? Like women don't wear it as often. So the really tan, like the really orange fake tan pantyhose, like uh, those are the guys who get addicted to Hooters. It becomes a fetish for them. That's so interesting. Wow. So when I think about other, when I think about other restaurant concepts, like I'll tell you one, I have one for a concept for like a, like a tennis restaurant <laughs> called one set all one set all. And they wear, they wear tennis outfits. Right. And when they come to give you your, your check, it's inside a tennis ball and they pull it out from their shorts and then like open the tennis ball and give you the check. Does that sound like a good idea? You said tennis, like tennis. <laughs> yes. I, very- I had no idea. I'm like, what is tennis? Like, like, like tennis? Like, uh, like the, the movie? movie? Tennis? Yes. Tennis. <laughs> ten- and so like they pull out the tennis ball from their shorts because that's what uh, women do is they stuff it up in their shorts, yeah. the tennis balls. And then they open it up and then they give you your check that way. I think that'd be good. I also think like, the wings could be served in a net, like a tennis net. Yeah, that's cute. Right? So this is a hypo. This doesn't actually exist. This is just your. I found out that you can't you can't copyright or trademark a restaurant concept. You have to you, actually open yeah, the restaurant. You can't copyright or trademark ideas <laughs> at all. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Not an idea. If it's copyright, it has to be in a fixed medium. Of expression. So I have to make the restaurant and then I can trademark it. Um you can trademark the logo. Like the concept the restaurant concept can be mine. So you you're saying that I could do this and then someone could come up come out with their own tennis restaurant? Well that uses all my ideas. Yeah. I could trademark the nets with for the wings. And I could trademark you could patent the nets for the wings. Could I patent the check delivery tennis balls? Potentially, yeah. <laughs> I think that's potentially patentable. I also thought, I also thought you could like sell like um, you could have someone like a chair ump, right? Mm-hmm. Like who's who <laughs> sits above, and then you could look down, you know, their cleavage, right? Is that too much? Is, is that all he does? That's his only function. <laughs> well, you you charge extra to sit in there, oh. right? And then they like. They bring you up the food and you eat up there. <laughs> to be in the chair. <laughs> I want to have something up there. Some sort of like element where you're watching from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and also there'd be tennis memorabilia, of course. And then like uh, you'd be showing tennis on the TVs all day. You try to get tennis stars in Here's there the to like thing, donate. Though. I was just about to say, I feel like a lot of like 
I feel like a lot of the most famous tennis stars are women. So how do you feel that will play into? Do you think they would like it? I don't think they would. No. Uh, 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 uh. Maybe that would generate controversy and publicity. (laughs) I mean, it could. Here's the problem, though. Like, you know, the the Venn diagram for like people who like restaurants and tennis (laughs) is like exactly you. Wait, what if you had a restaurant that was themed as a strip club? But it wasn't a strip club. <laughs> no, then you just have a strip club. And some strip clubs do have great food, right? I've like never there's a strip been. club in Atlanta. There's a strip club in Atlanta that supposedly has the best wings in the country. Not, not all the time is like, right, right? As if we can all like relate and agree with what he's saying, which a lot of times is not the case. He, yeah. He really wants you to agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt's always right. That's true. Matt always right. <laughs>